live and local every weekday with 10,000 watts of total power on WKKX and WVLY. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Who's coming through the door? I think we've met somewhere before. Hello, love. How do you do, lovey? Hello, love. you love. Where in the world have you been so long? I missed you so since you've been gone. Hello, love. Yes, hello. Come on in. Set a spell. We're here to help you. Make yourself feel right at home. I hope you plan on staying long. Come in, love. Come in, love. It is 8.09, 9 after the hour, almost 8.10 as a matter of fact. We're looking at uh, 20 degrees, temperature bumping up a little bit. 20 at the Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 19 at the Highlands. 19 in my backyard in Elm Grove. What do you have here? You just told me and I forgot already. We are up to 19 degrees. 19 degrees here at the Robinson Otter Group Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Uh, We're going to get into the mid to upper 30s today. I said it's going to be warm. Adam Fike said, well, that's not really warm. I mean. It's all relative. It's going to it's going to be almost double what we have right now, let's put it that way. It will be a cloudy day throughout the uh, throughout the day today though. Um, we've talked about a couple of things this morning, but the big issue if you will has been um, downtown Wheeling construction. The Market Street was basically shut down yesterday. They're doing storm war, storm sore uh, repair work there. And so essentially the the Market Street is now shut down. You can't get from from 14th basically all the way up to up to a uh, 10th street up to 11th street actually uh it's shut down but you can't get down from 11th street so essentially it's all the way up to the tunnels uh you can't get through on market street uh, main street is uh orange barreled literally from the top of the street to the bottom of the street um and both sides of the street have giant holes in them. not just potholes now mind you but you know giant chasms that and I I do not joke about this, Bob. Every morning when I come in and I make the turn into our place, I worry that I'm going to slip into that hole right right in front of our entranceway. I mean, it's right there on the edge. If you don't make that turn just just sharp enough, bam. So be, you're here before I am most mornings. If some morning you say I thought Howard would be here by now, walk out and check in that hole. Make Howard, sure Howard that hole. Make sure I'm not in there. And all of the businesses on Market Street and others that have already been complaining uh, about this this construction work yesterday really went on Facebook and social media and said, geez, you know, they're drawing maps. They're trying to tell you how to get to their place. Um, it's, It's just, it's a disaster. And again, I am the guy, I am one of the guys who's been saying from the get go, hey, this streetscape project is going to create problems over the over the short period of time, but when it's done, it's going to be a great project. We're going to have a beautifully new, renovated, reinvigorated, uh, redrawn downtown, and I still believe that. But I never ever thought the mess that we have today would occur. I never thought it would literally tear up the entire downtown all at one time. I just didn't think it would happen. And again, just just telling me, maybe everybody's different than me. Uh, I've got to stick around here a little bit this afternoon, and I'm going to try to get lunch in between when we finish up and noon. 
I'm not even thinking about it. I'm just going to Ohio and I'm going to grab my lunch and I'm coming back to Wheeling. I'm, I'm not going hey, to dodge around and hold see. Hold on wh- there. Hold on there, Mr. Buddy. Yeah. Keep in mind, getting to Ohio isn't as That's easy. Not the, well, Howard, I'm going across the 470. I'm going to Bel Air. Oh, 470. So, yeah, okay, I'm not it, even yeah. going to for, mess around with Fort Henry. Yeah, because yesterday I, I was leaving here, going to Ohio to pick up my son in Bridgeport for lunch and um, at Goulas. Three dogs with everything. French fries and gravy. Extremely good lunch. Anyway, <laughs> um, and so I go up 12th Street, and I can't turn. Well, I can't turn anyway. can't turn. It's a one-way street, so I can't turn right. But anyway, there's a giant road close sign to my right. Now road is closed to my left. You can't go up, up Market Street anymore. So I go up to Chaplin Street. If 10th Street, I keep saying 10th. It's 11th Street. If 11th Street was open... I could scoot down 11th Street back to market to the tunnels or over the tunnels. No, can't do that because the parking garage has got that 11th Street shut off and has been for the last year or so. You are supposed to use what's called Lane 7, which is that little alley kind of right above all those market plaza uh, businesses. It's an alley. It's a mess. Uh, Let's see. Um... Text line, you can usually turn left down that little alley off a chaplain that comes out beside the dermatologist's office. That's what we call Lane 7. Uh, Is that Lane 7, asked the the, uh, texter. But, yes, you're right. It is hellishly hard. It it certainly is. The little alley that takes you from chaplain back to market is across the Booker T. Apartments. Yeah. And somebody told me, do not go do this until somebody confirms. Somebody told me you can now go down what we call the Stones Alley. That you can now go, because it normally can only go from Market Street up to Maine. But since Market Street is basically closed down, they say that you can go down that alley. Because what about people who live at the Stones Lofts? What about people who want to go to that urgent care center for Wheeling Hospital, which is in the plaza? How do you get there? What are we going to do tomorrow when we try to get in the parking lot, Howard? I'm telling you, it's coming. Yeah, I, I, I still believe what they're going to do with us is they will close off one. We have an entranceway and an entr- exitway. They'll close off one until they get that part done, then they'll open it, the other okay. one. That, that but, would hey, make sense. But listen, I'm just, <laughs> what do I know? Clearly, I have known nothing about this. And I keep saying, and maybe the mayor will talk about it today on his show this afternoon, Um it is no longer the mayor and the vice mayor, since the vice mayor is running for office, but Mayor Elliott's program today at noon, maybe he'll talk more about this, because I've heard nothing from the city officials. Did they really expect things to be this bad? Uh, you said some, some people were, were claiming that um, I have this all wrong, or that you and I both have this all wrong. Well, again, Howard, it, it's 50-50. And I know I could get to 16th Street pretty easy today. I could go down to Neely's, and I could get a yeah, good yeah, lunch. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I could do that. And if I work tomorrow, I will do that. But it's kind of like I'm just trying to make a point today that I'm just not going to, uh, to, to mess with it. And what do I got here, Howard? We got one that really, it says, great rant, couldn't agree more. Oh, that's good. You, you know, I, I don't know what it hit me with today. It just said, you know what, this is, this is wrong. This, this is wrong, and it's winter time. and I think we're going to be stuck with this for, for you know, just where it, all winter long we're going to have to fight this. Howard, you said you wouldn't go to Tito's Uptown. What about Tito's at the Market House? You both said you were going to go to Goodless. How about helping the local struggling businesses? Let me make a couple of quick comments about that. Um, first place, Goodless is a local business, but it's just not a downtown business. So I'm, I feel like I am helping a local business. B, in my case, 
my son and I had already made plans to go to Goulas. He wanted to go to Goulas. He lives in Bridgeport, and frankly, it was easier to it was easier to get from Bridgeport to Goulas than it was to get from here to his house in Bridgeport. Um, and yes, could have gone to the Center Market House. The problem there is I'm not great at parking. In fact, you would appreciate this, Bob. We had to I had to parallel park in front of Goulas yesterday. Uh oh. My son says, Dad, stop. Just stop. Just get out and I will park the car for you. You, you can understand that, right? I can picture it. I can, uh, I can, I can actually uh, see it there, Howard. You're, the, the call is right. And what you, yeah. look, look, there are options. Don't get me wrong. There are options. Uh, the center market is open. Tito's down. T- and they were smart enough to open up that location. That's, that's a good alternative. No question about it. Um, I was making a point about Tito's itself. Uh, being closed and yes the the simplest thing to do straight down main street up 16th get on the interstate or route two there i mean there are options don't get me wrong but when you look at the downtown area i'm just talking about downtown 10th to 16th essentially it's just it's it's basically shut down main and market shut down the simplest thing for me to do would be put my coat on and walk down there well yeah. it's too cold i don't want to do that today uh, and and again i support local businesses the deciding factor when i decided what i was going to do for lunch today guess what it was Howard? you wanted a ghoulish dog i do but i also want two sloppy joes i'm going to have two sloppy <laughs> joes and i'm going to have two with uh, sauce onion and just a light shot of mustard that's what is getting me to drive all the way to bel air ohio yeah i mean i we 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 wanted to go to goulas goulas was not the like well i guess we'll have to go to goulas that was the choice destination we were going to yesterday Uh, a couple of quick things and and Stephen adams coming up um what about jewelry and watch repair one of my very fine oldest sponsors one of the greatest some of the greatest people i know the, the carlos down there what about jewelry and watch yeah they're shut off they're shut off and the texter says Christmas is probably their busiest time. I know how their business operates. I used to be very close to them. Yeah, this is this is the time of year they make money. The rest of the year they don't. Uh, I wouldn't recommend walking down there. I mean, no, it's all because up. no, because it's it's not just that they're, they're again. I don't know how to explain to me. There are giant pits, pits, not potholes, but pits in the street. All right, enough of that. Uh, a couple of things I want to get to with Stephen Adams. He's coming up next. Um, I have avoided this, and I said it yesterday a little bit. I have avoided talking about the Bluefield State University uh, problems they're having that apparently led to the retirement of uh, Rob Capehart as their president. Capehart also had been the president of West Liberty University and had to uh, resign up there a number of years ago. Uh, Rob's an old friend of mine. I, I, it's awkward for me, but I felt like we had to talk about it. So Stephen did a great job putting the story together. We'll talk to him about that. And I also want to ask him, I'll give Stephen a little advance notice of this. I want to ask him about Mooney and Justice. Can Mooney turn this around? Is there any way Mooney can turn it around against Jim Justice, given the large polling differences? We'll talk about all this coming up with Stephen Adams in the Ogden Paper next on the Watchdog Morning Show. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. 
Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 want to thank the owners and contractors of the Ohio Valley for using their locally trained workers to help build for the future. Local 83 helps design, fabricate, and build the gas infrastructure for the oil and gas industry here in the Ohio Valley. Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 is 300 members strong and growing. They also do residential, commercial, and industrial work on both sides of the river. For more information, call Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 at 304-233-4445. Need a new suit? Looking for a good book? Searching for a unique gift? The Ohio Valley's premier shopping choice is the Highlands. Find jewelry, hot new tech, arts and crafts, over two dozen stores to visit. From Walmart and Target to Cabela's, Menards, Kohl's, and Old Navy. Plan a day out of shopping, dining, and entertainment at the Highlands. At the top of the hill off I-70. See it all online at hitthehighlands.com. Information, interviews, debates, and discussion. Plus, an occasional rant with Bob Slider behind the board. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Jingle, jingle, jingle. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. I have been telling you the last couple of days I'm really in the holiday spirit, partly because I've got virtually all of my shopping done. And even most of the gifts are wrapped. The one thing that we have not yet done and we need to do hopefully this weekend is get the outside decorations out, get Santa Claus up, the nativity set up, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and hopefully the weather will hold out for that. Um, I said we need to put it up. And uh, off the text line, Frio Stack, Ox Service text line, Howard, we put the Christmas tree decorations up? As in Nancy puts them up? Well, yes, that's pretty much the case. But I do keep an eye on things. Just say, hey, how you doing out there? Santa up yet? So that's what I do. I bet Stephen Adams and his uh, lovely wife have all their outdoor decorations up, all their indoor decorations up, and I'll bet they're all ready for Christmas. You're all ready for Christmas, aren't you, Stephen? The only thing I'm waiting on for a gift is a family Christmas exchange gift that I've ordered through Old Navy and Otherwise, everything else is already bought. All the outdoor decorations are up. All the indoor decorations are up. And I will tell you this, as soon as Christmas is over that first weekend, they all get put away just as quickly. So we don't waste much time. (laughs) Get them up fast. Get get them down fast. All right. Well, We have a little extra urgency this year because my wife and I are going to be uh, doing a week at the Greenbrier the week before Christmas. Very nice. So we'll be gone the whole week. We'll be done at the Greenbrier for that complete week. So we Christmas we have to have all our stuff time done. To go. Yeah, well, yeah, that's, yeah. My my grandson, uh, my son and daughter in law took my grandson there last year. Boy, for kids, it was a beautiful time of year. All kinds of, of things for kids to do. And since I am a kid at heart, I figured I could find something to do down there too. Uh, well, I mean, if you got a couple extra bucks and some, some scratch, you can always pop into the casino and. Have a very merry Christmas, or or get a lump of coal. One or the other, for sure. Stephen, I, I invited you on because I do want to talk about Bluefield State University. It's a, a awkward issue for me, but I, we're gonna get to it in a minute. But I, you you put something up on your X account yesterday, X, which used to be Twitter, um, that got me thinking about this. And you were basically taking a look at with Mansion out of the race. 
will Jim Justice get as much support from the National Party as he would have gotten otherwise? And, you know, the Club for Growth is already talking about putting a lot of money into Mooney's campaign. Here's my generic question to you. Given how far behind Justice is, behind Justice, Mooney is in all the polls, is there any way that Mooney can turn this around? I think it's going to be tough for Mooney, but I do think the current circumstances do provide a window. And as you alluded to, I, uh, and I'm probably going to flush this out a little bit more in a column for, for, for this coming Monday, but it's one of those situations where with Manchin originally still being a possibility of jumping in for re-election, you had all sorts of money that was going to flow in for Jim Justice from the National Republican Senatorial Campaign Committee from the Senate Leadership Fund, which is connected with Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. Uh, and Justice has already said he really can't self-fund. I mean, he, and, and as you... As let's you be know, honest. Let's be honest, Stephen. He's broke. Yes, he, he really is. Uh, that's for sure. So he's got to rely on some money from outside groups, whereas Mooney already has a decent amount of money in cash on hand. I think he's got a couple million already uh, ready to rock. He's got the Club for Growth, which I believe is pledged between 5 and $10 million towards his campaign. And I will tell you, that, at least according to FEC records, they've already spent half a million dollars uh, in opposition to Jim Justice. Uh, so I think if Manchin's not in the race, and it's going to be a, you know, let, let's just be honest, it's going to probably be a safe Republican pickup regardless. Oh, yeah. Why would those national groups want to spend all that money on justice when they could go ahead and take it into other, like, potentially uh, uh, competitive races, such as Montana or, or, or elsewhere? They may very well take that money and go, so that does provide Mooney with an opportunity. If uh, if Club for Growth stays in, stays committed, which they said on Hoppy last week, I believe, that they would, it does provide an opportunity for, for Mooney. But will he be able to, to really kind of capitalize on it? That remains to be seen. What, you don't think Zach Shrewsbury's got a shot there? I would never say that, but I will tell you that progressives in this state, the, the louder progressives in this state, have been have had candidates on the ballot before. Uh, Paula Jean Swearingen being an example, uh, who had challenged Manchin at least twice before, and they just can't get even on a Democratic ballot. They can't really get much much share uh, on that. So assuming that. And I know the Democratic Party would never say that they're actively recruiting because they certainly want other candidates. I'm sure behind the scenes they are praying for somebody uh, that is that is a known quantity in the state to step up and run for that seat on the Democratic side. And I, I if if you get such a candidate, I don't see a progressive really getting much track, traction against such a candidate but who that would be now i have no idea i i don't i don't i don't see anybody on the horizon under the horizon far in the distance near i, I just i just don't see that that possibly happening and i know very little about zach shrewsbury he's going to be with us on monday uh, i, I want to learn about him so he's coming on the show with us but uh i no 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 disrespect i just i don't think he's going to be able to beat jim justice and or alex mooney um given Especially justice, given justice's popularity, so it's it's going to be, it's going to be it's going to be hard for Mooney to overcome that too. But mo- money is money is you know the mother's milk of politics, I guess, and so 
if the club of growth comes up with the full amount they talk about, maybe up to $10 million, and if they use that maybe to hit justice on some of the issues that we talk about on the radio or you talk about in your column, his financial problems, and, and now he's got some problems in, in the way he's running the government even, um, you know, with the troubles with the uh, DHHR and the, and, the, and the Southern Jail and so on. If they can highlight enough of it to knock justice off the his high perch, but man, I, you would you could probably quote the numbers. I can't, but justice is in it like it's sixty eight percent compared to thirty eight percent for Mooney. The difference is just going to be hard to overcome. Yeah, I think the only thing it will really do is it will certainly help narrow it as we get closer to May. I think it will chip away at Justice's numbers, but how much so, I don't know. And then the other factor, too, that the Justice people can capitalize on, in fact, they had a press release about it this morning that I woke up to, uh, is the fact that Club for Growth uh, is actively campaigning against former Republican President Donald Trump nationally. And that is something that could come back to bite Mooney because Trump is already endorsed in this race for for uh, governor justice. Uh, and and really, if they want to draw more attention to that, that could also kind of negate the benefits of having that much money if they can truly link club for growth to opposing Trump. And, you know, how people are in West Virginia about Trump, whatever we might think. About. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look, uh, uh, Club for Growth, the raison d'etre almost is 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 to, is to anti-Trump. They essentially are an anti-Trump group, which reaches out to other races. So you're right. If, if the public gets a sense of, okay, these guys are supporting Mooney and he's, they're putting money into him, that sounds great. But wait a minute, these guys are, these guys are anti-Trump and I'm a Trump lover and Trump is supporting justice. Uh, that club for growth could backfire. It could. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's throwing things. Uh, you know, things are just up in the things are just up in the air all way around. I guess about in these upcoming elections. Um, Stephen, I want to shift gears here, and I, I want to say up front, this is an awkward one for me. And I talked about it very briefly yesterday. I want to talk about Bluefield State University. They seem to be in a heap of trouble. Uh, a lot of investigations are going on. Higher Learning Commission is holding hearings about them, and et cetera, et cetera. You can tell us the details in a minute. Uh, the uh, president of the university, Rob Capehart, retired. I think that's the word that was used a couple of weeks ago. Rob Capehart, of course, also had resigned from West Liberty University, what, about eight years ago, I think, also amidst some questionable activities, ethics complaints, and so on and so forth. I have always been a personal friend of Rob going back to high school days. He hired me at West Liberty. I am awkward in talking about this, but I talked to a number of people yesterday who said, Howard, you got to man up and, and let your ethics dictate that this is a story that's worth talking about. So that's why I invited you to come on because you really did a very good piece last week detailing the the problems at Bluefield State, which – seem to have led to the resignation of, of President Capehart. So bring us up to speed. What what's what what happened at Bluefield State or what's happening there? Sure. And if it makes you feel a little bit better, Howard, I felt just as awkward writing about it. I've known Rob Capehart for probably going on twenty five years and uh certainly have reported on him a good deal and uh, and had uh friendships with him in, in the past and, and so this was awkward for me too. But uh I had uh, gotten a wind that there was a report from the Higher Learning Commission, which is the national regional uh, accreditation body, which uh, reviews colleges and universities. 
and they had come to the university, Christmas Bluefield State University in 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 Bluefield. We can talk about why that that's important to to the area up here in a moment. But they were there in September and did a, spent two days on campus and came back. Uh, I believe in October was a very damning report calling for sanctions against the university for really how uh, Capehart and other uh, unnamed officials and the Board of Governors uh, treated and interacted with faculty and staff at Bluefield State University. Uh, a lot of issues uh, accusing them of unethical activities, uh, trying to chip away at, uh, at, uh, at shared governance. That's where obviously you know you have an administration, but you, the faculty are also involved in the decision making process because it's all about trying to uh, help uh, educate students. And we've seen this with WVU, and you can disagree with what happened up there, but I think the faculty at least had a voice in what happened there. What happened to Bluefield State is they really kind of took away the voice of the faculty, and that was one of the things they really got dinged for. Yeah, and um, some of this had been public along the way. I mean, he'd had some very, he being Rob Caport, had had some pretty uh, um, public arguments, if you will, or disagreements with the faculty there. Um, and he ended up uh, taking, I guess, eliminating the Senate faculty and replacing it with a different kind of, of, uh, of faculty governance. I'm not exactly sure what it was. Um, and, and then Rob did something which I thought was a little unusual. He, he started a public personal blog i think it's gone yeah. been taken down now but uh, you can probably link to it where he really just lambasted his own faculty i mean he called them correct me if i'm wrong he called them things like losers um and this was this was public as it was happening it became very public so that that wasn't even something that just came out after the an investigation got going that was that had been reported publicly down there yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the blog is now defunct, so I had checked that out. But uh, yeah, like they had issues there where like uh, they changed their hiring policies to really consolidate it within the president's office. Now, someone might say, "Well, he's the president of the university; he gets to do that." Well, the colleges and universities operate a little bit differently when it comes to uh, hiring faculty and, and, and hiring certain staff. Uh, and basically they set up a situation where, you know, if you're trying to fill needed faculty positions, you didn't have to go out and do a search. You didn't have to do a nationwide search uh, to track down a qualified faculty for this particular class, say political science, for example. This all basically allowed hiring and firing to be handled by by the president. Uh, they did away with, uh, not did away with tenure, but they put into place a post-tenure review committee uh, that seemed, at least according to HLZ, designed to kind of weed out people, that uh, faculty that the, the president didn't, didn't like. Um, and a lot of these policies that they had wrote, and for example, the bylaws in regards to this new uh, university assembly was written by uh, the, the chief legal counsel vice president there, which is Brent Benjamin, former Supreme Court justice, and written in such a way to where faculty couldn't even put things on the agenda for their own uh, university assembly meeting. That was all controlled out of the president's office. So there's just a number of things that, that went on here that the HLC said just can't stand, and now they have to go to Chicago in March to uh, explain these things or if, if, if they're making changes, which they may well be now that they have a new interim uh, president, 
uh, what they're going to do to correct these things. Uh, Capehart retired. I think that's the word that was used. Um, they did hire an interim president who has a background with the Bluefield State. Uh, I think it was an alumni, uh, among other things. Uh, they have hired a consultant, as I understand it, to help them work through some of these issues, they being the board of governors down there, trying to um, prepare themselves to go to this meeting in March and say, we fixed it. I mean, that's essentially what they're trying to do, right? That's exactly what they're trying to do. But I really kind of predict, based on this report and what I've I've read the whole thing, it's I've 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 read a number of HLC reports on different institutions. Wheeling, of course, had some issues a few years ago. Yep. Wheeling University, uh, other schools. I've never seen one that's ever called for sanctions before. I've never seen that before. I predict that in order to really satisfy the HLC and not put their accredit, uh, accreditation at risk. I predict that there's probably going to be a couple board of governors down there that have to fall on the sword. One of the prominent members of the board of governors down there is the Cole family. Charlie Cole, Bill Cole, former U, uh, Senate president from a few years ago that ran for governor in 2016. Uh, I think there's going to be some people that have to fall on the sword further just to show that Bluefield State's kind of riding the ship, so to speak. It would seem to me that somebody or buddies are going to have to take a share of the responsibility for having brought Capehart on. I think Bill Cole was very active in bringing Capehart on as president down there. Uh, he may have been chairman or president, whatever they use the title, of the board at that time. Uh, Charlie Cole is now the chairman or president of the board. Uh, I, I think you're right. Somebody's probably going to have to take um, take a bit of a fall for this. Now, Stephen, before I let you go, let, all right, President Capehart, Robin Capehart, had... Not the exact same problems, but similar kinds of problems when he was at West Liberty University. And by that I mean he had some significant disagreements with the faculty. He had uh, no confidence votes taken against him, if I remember correctly. Um, there, was, there was a lot of the same, if not the same specific allegations, the same kind of flavor of allegations at West Liberty as well. Yes and no. Here's what I would say about that. And of course, there was some ethics uh, commission, uh, I guess, charges for lack of better phrasing, uh, that they had brought against Cape Hart. He ended up, uh, I think, uh, agreeing to take one charge, and he paid, I think, up to ten thousand dollars to the, the, the settle that particular charge. I believe using a uh, employee uh, for for video production for a for a film production company they were working on up there, but. Here's what I see at Bluefield State. I feel like some of the issues that he ran into at at uh, West Liberty, I feel like what he was trying to do at Bluefield State was try to learn from those lessons and create a governance structure to where he wouldn't have to deal with those very same issues. So I think in part some of the issues he dealt with with West Liberty – he came to Bluefield State and decided that he he was going to try to create a, a governance structure to, to deal with that. And it's a shame, too, because there's a lot of good things he did at Bluefield State. He really did turn around the financials down there because they were in a real bad place when he got there. Uh, they had a campus housing back. They brought in sports again. Their uh, enrollment was uh, coming back up. Their share of minority enrollment. Keep in mind, Bluefield State is one of two historically, historically black, black colleges yeah. that you left in the state, which is why I think 
it makes it's of statewide importance because I think having those two schools be healthy and be able to support minorities and marginalized communities is an important thing. And of course, with Capehart's connection, being an, or, an Ohio Valley guy, being the former West Liberty president, and also, if you recall, trying to bring Bluefield State programs uh, up to uh, the Wheeling area a few years right. ago, which didn't work out. It, it really kind of it, it's a sad story. Um, I, I hate that this happened, but you know, it, it's a really interesting report. I have not, as I mentioned, I have not talked to Rob Capehart now for a couple of years. Um, but I have talked to some folks who have been involved in this Bluefield State in these past couple of years. And a couple of people have said to me what you just said, uh, Stephen, which is that Robin Keyport went there saying, I'm not going to make the same kind of mistakes I made at West Liberty. I'm going to handle this in a different way. I'm going to be more aggressive about how I handle this uh, when I'm here at Bluefield State. And unfortunately, I think that's what partly got him into, into trouble. Uh, now, he had said in his resignation or retirement statement he was going to go to Tennessee. Do you have any? Is that what he's doing? He's married. He's remarried, um, and his wife supposedly is teaching in Tennessee. I guess he his plan is to go there. That's correct, actually. You know, and I won't reveal the details of an off the record conversation I actually had with him yesterday. But I can. I feel safe in saying uh, that. Yeah, that's exactly what he's going to do. He's going to head to uh, East Tennessee and, uh, and be with his wife, who's already teaching over there. And uh, and that's that's what what he's going to do. Uh, uh, he was planning to retire anyway. Uh, he uh, uh, I've been told. So this is I mean, it's probably the best thing for him. I mean, you can't say that he didn't get a second chance. But yep. well, I, again, it's it's awkward for me because we were friends for a long time. He hired me. Now, I will say uh, when Rob left West Liberty, there was a purge of most of his hires, and, and I was among those who were told to take a walk. Um, but that's the way it goes. Uh, so it's awkward for me to have this conversation, but it's a big news story, and it's not just a Bluefield State story because he is, A, a Wheeling native, or a Moundsville native, actually, a Panhandle native, and had been president of West Liberty University. It, it is a local story up here, and I felt like to, to ignore it would just be not doing my duty. So um, I wanted to talk to you about it. All right, sir, I appreciate your time today. Thanks very much. I know we'll talk again probably in the near future about who knows what. Some kind, something going on in the state, I know that. Oh, there's always something going on. Thanks, Howard. All right, thanks, Stephen. Appreciate it. <coughs> Stephen Adams from the Ogden newspaper chain um, on a couple of uh, key issues there. 17 to the hour. Let's stay with the news world. And for that, we go to Taylor Long here in the Ohio Valley. Good Wednesday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this November the 29th. Starting off in Monroe County, Derek Knowlton was pulled over by deputy polling in Clarington, Ohio last week, leading to his arrest on narcotics and firearms charges. K-9 Deputy Miller arrived on scene to support deputy polling. K-9 Max found drugs in the vehicle, which contained meth, drug paraphernalia, and a loaded pistol. After being charged and taken to the Monroe County Jail, Knowlton was released on a $15,000 bond the next day. Staying in Monroe County, yesterday a man named Larry Pruitt contacted the Monroe County Sheriff's Office to report a shooting incident. He claimed that a male had been shot in the leg below the knee just before 1 p.m. However, upon investigation, it was discovered that the reported shooting had not occurred. Pruitt was found to be under the influence of narcotics and in possession of a firearm at the time of the incident. Coincidentally, Pruitt was arrested and transported to the Monroe County Jail. The complete list of charges is on our website, WTRF.com.
And a single skill could be pivotal in preserving a life. To ensure individuals are equipped to defend themselves, Ignite Hope has partnered with the Sexual Assault Help Center. They hosted an empowered self-defense workshop open to anyone for free to spark discussion about harm doers, learn how to take control of vulnerable situations, and protect themselves if needed. This all goes back to Ignite Hope and the Sexual Assault Help Center's joint mission to bring education and awareness to the area on human trafficking and sexual violence. Now the Sexual Assault Help Center is always providing services like these, like their Empowered Self-Defense Workshop. If you're interested in learning for yourself, you can find their information on the Sexual Assault Help Center's website. And in terms of some holiday cheer, we will be airing the 2023 St. Clairsville Christmas Parade this weekend. It kicks off at 2.30 on Sunday, and our coverage will begin at 3 p.m. You can watch the parade on WTRF ABC Ohio Valley. That was a look at your headlines. Have a wonderful Wednesday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. We continue our postseason evaluation of the Mountaineer football team in the Big 12 Conference. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Caridi. That story coming up on today's Mountaineer Report brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. The holidays start here at Kroger with a variety of options to celebrate traditions old and new. You could do a classic herb-roasted turkey or spice it up and make turkey tacos. Serve up a go-to shrimp cocktail or use Simple Truth wild-caught shrimp for your first Cajun risotto. No matter how you shop, Kroger has all the freshest ingredients to embrace all your holiday traditions. Kroger, fresh for everyone. With Kroger brand products, you can make all your favorite things this holiday season. Because Kroger brand's proven quality products come at exceptionally low prices. And with a money-back quality guarantee, every dish is sure to be a favorite. These are a few of my favorite things. Whether you shop delivery, pickup, or in-store, Kroger brand has all your favorite things. Kroger, fresh for everyone. We continue analyzing the Big 12 Conference football numbers now that the season is complete. So what I'm doing here today is taking a look at West Virginia's final stats, and these are for the league games only this season compared to last season. So a year ago, West Virginia averaged 26 points per game. That put them number eight in what was then a 10-team conference. This year, West Virginia moves to number four. They averaged six more points per game. Scoring defense. A year ago, West Virginia was dead last. They allowed 38 points per game. This year's defense was eight points better, allowing 30 points per contest. Running the football. A year ago, West Virginia averaged 148 yards per game. How about this one? This year, West Virginia's number one in the Big 12. They're up 98 yards per game on the ground to 246 yards per per contest. How about rush defense? A year ago, West Virginia allowed 179. That put them sixth. This year, they were 18 yards per game better, allowing 161 yards per game. Sacks against the Mountaineer offense. West Virginia was first in the conference this year. They only allowed three the entire season, which is amazing. 
12 of the other schools allowed 11 or more. And time of possession, no surprise. West Virginia, number one this year, 34 minutes per game, which is four more minutes per game than they averaged a year ago. Bunch of numbers, but kind of shows you some of the improvement that West Virginia had this past season. That is today's Mountaineer Report. It's brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. I'm Tony Caridi on the Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. He has his say. You can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Christmas without you. Cold morning, 20 degrees everywhere. 20 degrees within Ohio County Airport, 20 degrees at the Highlands, 20 degrees in Elm Grove, 20 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Bob, thoughts on the Bluefield State thing? You were um, you were good friends with Rob Capehart as well. It's always awkward for me to talk about this, and I don't want to – maybe I've already made too big a deal of it, but uh, thoughts on that after listening to Stephen and knowing what's going on? Uh yeah, just uh, just listening to you guys, uh, kind of disappointing, but what do I know? Uh, I haven't talked to Robin Capehart in, in years. Uh, there was a time I talked to him just about every day. Yeah. Uh, I certainly supported him uh, at, at West Liberty and all that thing. I, I truly believe that that situation was mostly politics. Uh, but there was some things that, that he did wrong, and uh, it, it, it looks like history has come back once again, and... Uh, it's probably done now. He's probably, uh, at least I would think, in the, in the state of West Virginia. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't know where he goes. I mean, his whole career has not been college, uh, higher academics. I mean, he was at West Liberty for seven years, and then five or six years. I forget how many down here at Bluefield. Uh, in between, he you know he was a lawyer. He was a teacher. Taught at Marshall. Uh, he was the, the, the tax and revenue secretary. Um, he was chair of the Republican Party for a while, but. I think his his image now is of a college president, and I just I don't see that's I don't see well that happens again now. I can't say it now because again I I haven't talked to him for so long, but I always believe that uh, during those that time it wasn't a long period of time, but that period of time that I was around Rob, I thought my life was better. I thought it was better for Bob Slatter to have a relationship with a man like Rob Capehart because. Uh, I just thought he was top notch. Uh, I'm a I'm a member of the Republican Party because of Rob Capehart. Yeah, you uh, are. I, I wanted to support him. I wanted to be able to, to support him in the primary. So that's what led to my decision for that. Uh, but you know, it's, it's been a while. Yeah, I think again, I I haven't talked to Rob for a couple of years. Um, there's not there's no falling out or anything. It's just he he's in Bluefield State, and when he first went down there, he asked me to come down and help him do some things and. I didn't want to go to Bluefield State, so, so I didn't. Um, 
and you know, I guess he still falls in the category of a friend. But I just, I think Rob, Rob has great ideas, and they're usually good. And I think what I saw at West Liberty, they were things that were worth doing. Um, for uh, he, he did take it, he took both those institutions from colleges to universities, good things. But I think sometimes it just goes. I don't know, a bit too far. I'll never forget the first time I met him, Howard, was on 16th Street. And uh, there was another uh, person working at the station. She was female. And I said, uh, man, that guy looks familiar. I said, who, who is that guy but talking to Howard? And she said, uh, I just met him, uh, Cape, Cape, uh, Cape, uh, Caperton. And I said, I don't know who he is, but that's not Caperton. That's not Caperton. <laughs> <laughs> Eight before the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. The other big subject of the morning this morning has been downtown construction. I'm getting some flack and some agreement in my comment that downtown Wheeling is essentially shut down. Market Street now shut down basically completely uh, from 14th all the way up to the tunnels, almost all the way up to the tunnels. Uh, Market Street shut down. Main Street is a disaster zone. It's worse now than it was before. You know, I keep I kept thinking that Main Street was going to get better, and um, it's gotten worse. And again, what's happening now is in all of these streets there are giant, giant chasms. I call them chasms, holes there everywhere, including right in front of our building, where I am so afraid one morning I'm going to make the turn a little bit too tight or not tight enough. And suddenly, whoa, hello down there. I'll be, I'll be in the hole. Frio Stack Auction Service text line. Howard, are you saying there are no barricades around the holes? Actually, no. I mean, there are cones. The holes out in front of our building, there are cones. There are no barricades. It, there was for one day they had fencing. Yeah, I think they tried, but either someone pushed the fencing into the hole or the wind blew the barrels and took the fencing with it. But no, there is not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any other more? Do you get any? You said you had some other uh, text. Anything else you want to share with no, me? Just fifty-fifty. You know, hey, be patient, or you guys are right. What the hell's going on? Oh my God, you are funny, Mister Monroe. You cannot parallel park. <laughs> I'm a girl, and I can parallel park. <laughs> you make my mornings at work fun. LOL. Well, I'm glad I could. <laughs> I could. Hey, I did parallel park, and I think I did a fine job. My son is one of these, you know, he even said to me yesterday, he goes, Dad, there are only three people in the world, and you're not one of them. There are only three people in the world I will ride in the passenger seat with. He's that kind of, you know, he's got to be in control. Cut it, cut it, Dad, cut it this way, cut it this way. No, no, cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it. No, you're not, cut it, cut it, go, no, go. I know how to parallel park. <laughs> I'm a girl, she says. <laughs> uh, let's see. Frio Stack, auction service. Do I have a break? Do I have to do a break? It's up to you. Let me get another one here at least. Uh, reference in the, the construction. Howard, there is no sugarcoating this mess. Any project team business has to be run in a well-thought-out, organized effort, and clear communication is of utter importance. They have failed in all aspects. Totally embarrassing. Um can't hardly argue with that. I, I really can't. Again, I want to keep in mind that the work is um, almost exclusively the state. It is not a city project. City has nothing to do with most of this. Now, someone said that some of the Market Street work is the city sewer work. I, I, I got to check on that. But all of this streetscape stuff, this is all being done by uh, the state. Uh, and it's just not well organized. I'm sorry. It's just not. Um, you know, I thought they would do a part get it all done, go to the next part, get it all done, and slowly work their way down. 
And and uh, now, you know, and I thought at the very least they'd do Main Street, get it all done, then go to market. Now we got Main and Market at the same time. And if we're already chirping, you and I brought this up. You know, uh, the Wheeling Inn's going to come down. Are they yeah. going to be very careful and not tear up what they've already done in front of that? Yeah. So people are starting to pay attention now, Howard. Howard Manchin announced $50 million grant for the new Boston Metal Facility in Weirton. Why don't you talk about something good for a change? Yeah, what's up with that, Howard? So why do I always, well, you know, why am I, I'll tell you why. I'm going to tell you why right now, because I am a crotchety old man. I'm He's a not crotchety. a shock jock. He's just old. I'm, a, I'm not a shock jock. No, that's, I'm too old to be a shock jock. I am just a crotchety old man. Uh, let me check real quick here. Howard, nope, I read that already. Okay, I guess I've, oh, one more. Um, <laughs> oh, this is for you, Bob. Thanks for playing Hey Santa. You got it. All right. Remember, if you have any uh, holiday request bumper songs. Call the hit line. You call the hit line. <laughs> call the hit line <laughs> if you'd like to. All right, do I have time to do a break in? Let's do a break. Huh? Yeah, it's break time. Is your business protected from cyber threats? In today's world, it's more important than ever to have a cybersecurity plan in place. But with so many different solutions out there, it can be hard to know where to start. That's where Omni Strategic Technologies comes in. We're a technology support firm with a strong focus on cybersecurity. We have a team of local experts who can help you assess your risks, develop a plan, and implement the right tools to serve and protect your business. If you want to get serious about cybersecurity, choose Omni Strategic Technologies for the peace of mind knowing that your business is protected and prepared. Creolet Stack Auction Service. We sell the earth and everything on it. From estates to business liquidation, antiques, coins, firearms, real estate, and more. We're also certified appraisers. Creolet Stack can handle it all. Call us now for a free outside consultation. 304-233-3168. Or visit FreeOwenStack.com. Licensed in West Virginia, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. Creolet Stack Auction Service. We sell the earth and everything on it. Our countdown to Christmas continues with the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on AM 1600 and 1370. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Yeah, you better watch out. You better not cry. You better not bow. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. Oh, thank God he has pixie dust to get around and doesn't have to travel the streets <laughs> wheeling. All right, I got to say sign our see you. Bye-bye. Farewell. I got to go. I got to get out of here. The uh, legislative watchdogs are coming up next. Then Kirchhoff coming in today at uh, 10. Uh, Slider and I back tomorrow morning. We will have with us among the guests uh, Denny Magruder, who is running for the mayor of the city of Wheeling. Denny's going to be here in studio with us. And Mike Florio, uh, NBC a sportscaster, pro football talk com guy, and an author of a new book for Christmas. He's here with us tomorrow as well, so we'll get to, uh, and do all of that tomorrow. And who knows what else might happen? We'll probably have to find another way to get in here in the morning. I don't know. Maybe. And, Bob, remember, if I'm not here on time, check, check the, the hole. hole. Check the hole, please. <laughs> See you all tomorrow morning, 7 o'clock right here.